Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Family and friends desperate to find a local missing woman. Where police say her car was found and an update on the investigation. Durham police are investigating a significant increase in car thefts and break-ins downtown. I'll show you the damage to these vehicles and how much it's costing the car owners. Future cast is showing who has a chance to see storms tonight. Plus, that summer heat is building. When we could be flirting with triple-digit temperatures. Right now at 7, multiple police agencies across North Carolina want to know if you have seen this woman. This is 39-year-old Alicia Dean. She's from Moore County and has been missing since July 16th. Good evening and thanks for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. According to police, her car, this 2023 Mercedes-Benz, was found two days later on July 18th in Anson County. WRO's Chris Lovingood joins us now with some live updates on what we know about this case. Chris. Well, Dan and Ashley, yes, we've learned Alicia Watts' vehicle was found, but no, Alicia. Family and friends are asking for the public's help to find her. Investigators say she was traveling in her black Mercedes SUV to Charlotte the night she was last heard from. That was Sunday, July 16th. We've learned she was with her boyfriend, James Dunmore, who investigators say is being questioned, but he hasn't been charged with any crimes. Authorities are trying to use the GPS in Watts's SUV and cell phone to put together a timeline and try to find her. A family friend says something is very wrong. As far as touching base with the memberships of the organizations that she's with, she's very accountable. There's no way that she would have gone somewhere and, and not communicated even while she was gone with some of her close buddies. WREL has learned Watts had a business providing mental health care for people. And again, family and friends and police are asking you to come forward if you know anything. Dan, you know we've been staying in touch with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police trying to get the latest information on this, which we'll report right here on WREL as soon as we get it. Well, let's hope they get some answers and she gets home safely. Thanks, mm -hmm. Chris. A warning tonight about an uptick in motor vehicle thefts and car break-ins. In many cases, people are targeting cars overnight in downtown Durham parking decks. But this morning, an apartment complex was hit, and police say one of the young vandals fired a gun at a resident who was watching them. WRL's Monica Casey spoke with people impacted and shows us the damage. Durham police remind residents to lock car doors and remove any valuables. Both of the residents I spoke with did just that, but both are still out hundreds of dollars replacing shattered windows. It's really annoying. Thomas Gorman lives in South Durham. His car was one of a handful broken into at his apartment complex this morning. Around 6 a.m. there was a loud noise, what I assumed was a, a gunshot. Durham police tell me when three juveniles were observed breaking into a car, one fired a gun at a resident watching them. Police took all three minors into custody and recovered a stolen car and a stolen gun. 
Gorman is now dealing with the damage to his property. I immediately set about cleaning it and got this, you know, parking lot where I was at cleaned and also everything that was in my seat. Um, and then I went to go quickly patch up the window with a uh, wrap. The numbers show the break-in issue is at its worst downtown. WREL data trackers looked at Durham crime reports and found there was a 129% increase in larcenies from cars between May and June. There were more than 1,200 reported in the city last month and nearly 500 reported this month through the end of last week. Katy Berry is one of those residents downtown whose window was shattered last week. Go get it fixed having to pay, you know, the, to get it fixed. And obviously, you know, insurance will handle some of that, but there's a deductible involved too. So That crime happened inside her apartment's garage. Downtown, we generally feel pretty safe there. And it was a bit jarring um, to realize that somebody was able to get into a garage with a gate and do this kind of damage, not only to our car, but our neighbor's cars as well. In Durham, Monica Casey, WREL News. And police say charges against the three suspects in this morning break-ins are pending. Let's take a live look at Zebulon tonight. This is the historic town hall. I just love this image. Also, you might be able to tell there are a couple raindrops, not only on the lens, but still falling there uh, into the grass there. Cat uh, Campbell joining us now. What do they call this, a sun shower? Yeah, Pretty you can there. see the sun shining, and it's raining at the same time there. A really cool <laughs> picture with the beautiful historic town hall there in Zebulon. We also have a rain shaft in the distance here looking live at Lewisburg that we are seeing. And there has been some lightning at times. So there are a couple storms that we're tracking at this point. Not great coverage on the radar, but still these storms dumping some heavy rain and there is some lightning. I want to point out the storms near Windell at this point. The storm you saw in Zebulon, that one storm tracking just south of Lewisburg. And we're also watching this storm in northern Edgecombe County, close to Whitakers, and unfortunately close to one of the communities that got hit by last week's tornadoes. So some lightning, heavy rain there heads up for anybody who's doing any repair work there in northern Edgecombe County. Things have been pretty quiet at least over the past couple of hours in our southern counties. Fayetteville did get to see a little bit of rain earlier today. These storms will continue to fade after sunset and then storm chances are going down but temperatures are going up. We could see the hottest temperatures of the year. I'll have more on that coming up. Oh boy. Okay. Kat, thanks. <laughs> Happening right now in the WRL Live Center, we now know who the next uh, uh, town manager of Chapel Hill will be. The town searched far and wide, but they found that interim town manager Chris Blue will be the next manager for their town. And this all uh, being announced just this afternoon. And Blue is a former police chief of the Chapel Hill Police Department. So he is uh, well known in that area and he will assume his permanent duties on August 1st. Okay, Brett, thank you. A thief targeted a family in Nash County that had lost everything in last week's tornado, taking more than $1,000 they received in donations. Looking at the damage here, you can see the roof was blown off. Very few walls are still standing. But even after the family lost that money, the community support came back stronger. In fact, a stranger all the way from Idaho says he saw the remains of the house and felt compelled to help. I missed three exits, which I think was accidentally intentional because it was what got me on this road, which brought me to this house. And so instead of going to the church directly, I just turned, pulled in, said hi to the people that live here and said, uh, uh, I'm here, I'm available. 
What do you need? WRAL saw several people stop by offering their money and support. And if you are looking for a way to help, the Rocky Mount Area Chamber of Commerce and United Way have set up the Twin County Tornado Disaster Relief Fund. Every single dollar is set to go to the people affected by the tornado. You can make a donation online or by mail. We have all the information you need on WRAL.com. Just search the word tornado. We have been working to learn more today about the 14-year-old victim of a shooting in Sanford over the weekend. Police say the victim was found on a couch on the front porch of a home. He'd been shot in the head and he died there on scene. Police arrested a 15-year-old in connection with the shooting and charged them with murder. The teenager was taken to a juvenile secure custody facility in Cumberland County. A worker injured at a facility owned by semiconductor manufacturer Wolfspeed has died. The accident happened at the Durham campus on Silicon Drive one week ago today. Wolfspeed telling WRL the worker was a contractor. The North Carolina Department of Labor we know is investigating the company. In October, a Wolfspeed employee died at that same facility. At that time, the Labor Department cited the company with two serious violations. The DOT is in the middle of a major project to build an interstate connecting Raleigh with Moorhead City. The future road will be named Interstate 42, but before the state puts up those I-42 signs, it has to untangle a little confusion. You see, NC-42 already runs through that section of I-40 and the future of I-42. So to avoid confusion, the NCDOT wants to rename it NC-36. It would run from the NC-50 intersection along future I-42 and then to Ranch Road back to US-70. There is a public meeting tomorrow from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Clayton Town Hall on East 2nd Street. It will take up to a year to make any of these changes, so tomorrow is your chance to weigh in. We're getting a new timeline now for getting those results back from the Durham Parks soil testing. It's apparently been pushed back, we're learning. All this, you might remember after a Duke student found lead in the soil at three Durham Parks and suspected it at two others. We previously expected the releasing of these results followed by a public forum at the end of July, but now the Durham Parks and Rec website indicates soil analysis won't be complete until late August. On that same website, Durham Health Director Rod Jenkins re uh, recently posted some advice to parents about soil safety and their children. Teach and supervise your children to prevent them from swallowing soil, since swallowing large amounts of soil can have harmful effects. Also, be sure your kids and the whole family remove your shoes before walking through your home to avoid bringing any outdoor contaminants indoor. He also points out the greatest risk of lead exposure is in your home from things like older pipes and paint. Cary's Town Hall has the possibility of becoming the next North Hills or Fenton. After the break, which developers are competing now to transform the government center into a destination where people can live, work, and play? Plus, veterans in Halifax County are raising concerns about the VA office being moved to a new location. After the break, why some feel the new building isn't easily accessible for those with disabilities.
More than a dozen developers from across the country are competing to transform part of downtown Cary. We first told you in May that the town is looking to redevelop its town hall campus and several other properties on North Academy Street. And now we know that there are developers behind North Hills and Fenton, among other companies, that want this project. WRL's Matt Tallhelm shows us how this would change downtown Cary. Ashworth Drugs. Hey guys. How we doing? Hey Mike. And it's lunchtime special. We've served Jesse Jones hot dogs for 67 years. Our constants on this corner in downtown Cary. We were Western Union. We took the light bill. We took the telephone bill. It was the center of the universe. It still is to Ralph Ashworth. They are what I call regulars. Right? Who holds court with his customers in the pharmacy and soda fountain he's owned since 1957. I see people and visit people. It's like a downtown and a small town. That downtown is growing up all around Ashworth's. Everybody thinks I don't like it. I'm a positive person. I like all this stuff. I like growth. Cary Town Hall could be next. In May, the town unveiled a vision to transform the government campus into a place where people can live, work, and play. These concepts came with a call to developers to turn this idea into reality. 18 responded from as far away as New Mexico and Wisconsin. We didn't know what to expect, um, but very, um, very excited by that many. Some big names are among the companies that want to do the town hall project, including North Hills developer Kane Realty and Raleigh-based Loden Properties, which is already working on plans to redevelop South Hills Mall in Cary. Hines, the developer of Fenton, is also interested. So is Chatham Street Commercial, which is behind several projects under construction in downtown Cary now. So it's hard to know exactly what it would look like. Um, I don't know that there's many who've redeveloped town halls, so it'll definitely be unique from that standpoint. Ashworth welcomes the change that could create a new urban center just a block away from his longtime business. I'm excited about it. It's really exciting to have all these new buildings. The town is reviewing all 18 of those proposals from developers. At this point, there's no timeline on when the town of Cary expects to select a developer or several developers to take on a project of this size. Matt Tallhelm, WRAL News, Cary. A lot of growth and changes coming to Cary, huh? A, a new town hall and multimodal transit center would be a part of a new development, any new development there. And Cary is also looking at how developers could incorporate a grove of redwood trees and the historic Page Walker Hotel that are on the town hall campus. This month, Halifax County moved its Veterans Services Office to a new location, and some veterans in the area have concerns about accessibility. For years, the Veterans Services in Halifax was based in this building on a ground floor, easily accessible. But on July 1st, the VA office moved into the Halifax Social Services building. Those who can't take the stairs have to use an 80-foot ramp to access the building. Some veterans say that presents a challenge to former soldiers who are wheelchair-bound and not strong enough to get up the ramp on their own. Advocates worry it could keep some veterans from accessing their benefits. I still think that it's unsafe for veterans with disabilities to go in and out of that building. We reached out to the Halifax County manager for a response. She says the building is fully ADA compliant. She also says the move puts the Veterans Services Office in the same building as other social services and could create a one-stop shop for veterans' needs. In Cumberland County, Fayetteville being recognized for keeping residents there safe. The city won this year's Southeast Regional Dam Safety Award for its work on the Mirror Lake Dam. It was destroyed by Hurricane Matthew in October 
October of 2016. It was then restored in January of 2020. City officials will travel to California in September to receive this honor. More people in Johnston County will now have access to health care thanks to county commissioners. UNC Health Johnston's, uh, Johnston's project, Access, was awarded $100,000, hoping to make health care available to vulnerable residents. Right now, 14% of Johnston residents don't have health insurance. Project Access will also use funds to provide education, supplies, and medication for those who need it. Michael Jordan's sale of the Charlotte Hornets is now official. The NBA Board of Governors has voted to approve the move. The Associated Press reports a person familiar with the situation confirmed the decision. The vote ends Jordan's 13-year run as majority owner of the franchise. He will still remain on as a minority owner. Jordan announced his agreement to sell the team in June. The board had to approve it, though. The U.S. women look to go 2-0 to start the World Cup when they take the pitch Wednesday night against the Netherlands. You can watch that game on Fox 50. It all gets started at 9 o'clock. Good luck to them. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRAL Severe Weather Center. Uh, some storms have been popping out throughout our broadcasts this evening. Kat, what's going on over there? These are summertime storms, so they're dumping some heavy rain. There's some lightning, but those are really the main threats with the storms. One just south of Lewisburg right now. We've got a thunderstorm headed toward Bailey, and we're also tracking some storms moving through northern Edgecombe County and just south of Enfield. All these have some lightning, dumping some heavy rain, but this is really the main cluster of storms that we're watching. When you take a wider view, most of our viewing area not seeing any rain right now. It's some of these storms that are just very barely drifting at all. So they just kind of sit there, rain themselves out eventually and then fall apart. And we'll continue to see any rain do that this evening and into tonight, especially once we lose the sun, the sunsets and we'll have the heating of the day die down. And that's what allows the atmosphere to really lose its energy. In Durham, 84 degrees right now, 84 in Raleigh, 86 degrees in Fayetteville, a nice blue sky in Fayetteville. But the bigger heat is coming today. The high in the upper 80s in Fayetteville. We had 91 in Raleigh. We're up to 94 tomorrow. A heat index not too far off. Dew point should stay in the 60s and that should really help it not soar too much yet. That begins to change though. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, high temperatures in the mid 90s and the heat index soaring past 100. Especially once we get to Friday and Saturday, that's when we really near that dangerous territory of a heat index at or above 105. But look at Saturday's high temperature. If you notice this, 98 degrees, both Saturday and Sunday, we're forecasting 98. That would be the hottest day so far this year. Still not dealing with anything like what Phoenix has been dealing with, a 24-day stretch of temperatures above 110, some nights not even getting below 90. So we're not that bad, but this big ridge of high pressure that's been centered over the southwest is going to be expanding east as we head into the middle of the week. So it was centered right around here. It's going to be expanding to the east, and we'll continue to see that trend lasting into the weekend. By the time we get to Friday, you can see this big dome of high pressure ridge of high pressure over the southern U.S. And that's what's going to drive up temperatures as we head into the weekend. Another thing to note, though, is once we get to the middle of the week and the end of the week, our storm chances a little more isolated this week, at least up until the weekend because of the sinking air with that same big heat dome. For tomorrow, high temperatures in the mid-90s across the viewing area. It's going to be a scorching hot day tomorrow, but it only gets hotter from there. A 20% chance of a storm popping up tomorrow. Once we get to Wednesday and Thursday, 
Thursday. That chance even lower. High temperatures though, mid 90s, 96 on Thursday. Low temperatures only dip into the mid 70s, so it's going to stay hot out there and muggy even in the mornings. But Saturday and Sunday will be the peak of the heat. Some models inching a little higher than this for the forecast, so that's something we'll be watching very closely. 98 degrees though for the weekend. Unfortunately, those hottest days lining up with the day where a lot of people want to be outside. Yeah. 98 degrees this weekend. Ooh, that's going to be a scorcher. Mm -hmm. All right, thanks, Kat. Hey, everybody talking about two movies, Barbie, but mm -hmm. we want to talk about the other big one, Oppenheimer. Yeah, and coming up, we're hearing from someone in our area who is part of the original top-secret mission behind the film. Academy Award winner and Wake Forest native Ariana DeBose will perform next month in Raleigh. Yeah, she's having a concert on August 26th at Theatre Raleigh Arts Center. The event aims to help raise money for the nonprofit professional theater. Tickets range from $100 to $200. Now, if you're just hearing about this for the first time, I hate to break it to you. They went on sale this morning. They were sold out by 5 o'clock. Good news, though, you can still join the waitlist at theaterraleigh.com. Moviegoers are filling seats for Oppenheimer. It's all about the creation of the first atomic bomb. Mark Siegendaler is the son of deceased Dr. Louis Siegendaler, a nuclear physicist from NC State University. He was recruited for the secret Manhattan Project during World War II. He was also present to witness the Trinity test in New Mexico, which was the first nuclear explosion. He said he, had, he was holding the glass up over his eyes and looking the other way, and he said when it went off, he thought he saw the bones through his hands. Unbelievable. Siegendaler says he believes that if the bomb had not stopped the war, he believes it would have led to the loss of millions of more lives. Three North Carolina residents will be competing in just 30 minutes on American Ninja Warrior. Local contestants to look out for include Isaiah Lee and Matt Kalantz, both of Holly Springs, and Kevin Torado of Wake Forest. They will each take on a variety of obstacles designed to test their agility, strength, and speed. The show starts at 8 o'clock right here on WRIL. Impressive. Join us for another Tar Heel Traveler special this Wednesday. It's his annual and ever popular restaurant special. Scott Mason featuring classic mom and pop serving delicious meats and sweets from east to west and all the places in between. So get ready, get hungry. We promise you'll be hungry and watch this delicious Tar Heel Traveler special, Meats and Sweets. <laughs> it's Wednesday night at 7.30. It'll be a good one. It will. The Mega Millions drawing is a good one too. $820 million right now. No one matched all five white balls plus the Mega Ball Saturday night. The cash option is now $422 million. Is that all? The next drawing is tomorrow night. You can watch it live right here on WRAL before the 11 o'clock news. You know what? I always play. I never even get one number. Oh, Not even one. I'm never. I'm sorry. I know. Mm, you I'm and due. so many others. Mm -hmm. Thanks for making WRAL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is 10 o'clock on Fox 50. We'll see you back here at 11 on WRAL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. 
Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.